0: Hello boys, hello girls, you're now listening, if you're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever, or watching, if you're on YouTube, the glorified house show featuring Peter, and I'm going to be talking this time about Hell in a Cell. Um, I got a lot of free time on my hands as of late because um, we were supposed to get some hurricane. And I've taken a couple of days off so I kind of been like twiddling my thumbs and come to find out I had enough time to talk to you guys about some wrestling in particular uh, this year's Hell in a Cell that is Hell in a Cell 2018 which is to a certain degree not necessarily a throwaway show Um, it has a little more depth but it's ignited a lot of storylines that are going to move forward um, for a couple of months, for a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of pay-per-views. It's almost as like right after SummerSlam, you know, they reignited like some new storylines. They made a couple of changes here and there, Um, more in particular, uh, you know, hill turns from Braun Strowman and Becky Lynch. Um, They've changed titles, uh, uh, in particular, the tag team titles from the Bludgeon brothers because of an injury to the New Day and from the B team to uh, Dolph Ziggler and um, Drew McIntyre. Um, Since SummerSlam, we've, well, I guess, during SummerSlam we have a new women's uh two new women's uh champions as in, in uh, Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey and uh I think one of the only major storylines story stories that's changed is uh or stories that's happened between now and uh say SummerSlam is that Kevin Owens quit um, so, and then that didn't last too long, and he doesn't even have a match in Hell in a Cell. Uh, and maybe there was a bit of a red herring of him talking about why he came back and the fact that he can do whatever he wants. So maybe he'll show up, I don't know, look like he's turns his attention, but he, he's not a, at all involved in this Hell in a Cell match, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Um, Someone else who's not involved in this pay-per-view is your U.S. Champion and Shinsuke Nakamura. (laughs) Um, Other than that, I think all the titles are on the line from the tag team uh, titles from both brands, the women title from both brands, the Universal and WWE World Championships are up, but the... um, the short end of the stick is Shinsuke Nakamura uh, and the people who were actually biding for his belt or maybe are actually in a featured match in Hell in a Cell. Actually a Hell in a Cell match. So, ugh, this goes to show what they think. Of, I don't know whether it goes to show what they think about that U.S. belt or what they think about Shinsuke Nakamura, but one can only tell out the while. So I'm gonna run through and give my predictions on this pay-per-view. I'm gonna give you kind of like a a little uh, a little sto- you know a little like um, summary of what led to this match or what have you, and then I'll give my predictions and also how I feel about it. So um, in no particular order because it's this is from the Wikipedia uh, page of Hell in a Cell 2018. Um Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, the Shield reunited. The Shield reunited in the process of uh uh from SummerSlam to Hell in a Cell. So, I'll just start because they got the Roman Reigns Braun Strowman which will be the main event as like the fourth. So, I'll just like skip that. And this is like again, this is not the card in its, its order. I'm reading from the Wikipedia page. Um, and also, uh, I guess you never know what happens with WWE, especially with like maybe the pre show or something. So, card is subject to change, okay? All right, let's start with the Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus the Miz and Maurice in a mixed tag team match. Now, The things that stand out to me the most is the fact that they're putting Maurice back into the ring. Um, I'm under the impression that Maurice doesn't really want to wrestle anymore. And that's what's weird about her involvement in any of this. She looks great. She lost like 80 pounds, say, if you watch Ms. and Mrs. And you saw all the weight gain from from the uh, wedding. Sorry, from the wedding. From the... um, from from the baby you know and uh she looks as good as she did 10 years ago when she was the women's champion but i i'm I'm still under the impression that she could take a bump or two but i just feel that out of all of the people involved in this match there's one person who doesn't really want to be in the ring and that's maurice um from this past monday she took a couple of bumps but she didn't wrestle at all um and even when they had the mixed tag, uh, I think, I think with uh, Brie Bella and and John Cena, she didn't wrestle much. And I think, you know, I, I don't know, not to say that I need to call out that. That's not like that's one big problem, but I it really boils into the fact that if I was to make a guess on who wins this, the last people who are going to win are... People who are half into it, like half the team is into it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't give The Miz and Maurice a victory knowing that Maurice is not going to be wrestling. You know, Brees going to be wrestling. Daniel Bryant's going to be wrestling. And plus, Daniel Bryant, not starting Daniel Bryant, but The Miz loses matches. I I don't know if you ever watched the show, um, but Miz loses matches. And it's no big deal. Um, He's lost a lot of matches. And it's no big deal. He's still the Miz, and he still can maintain a sense of uh, a sense of respect, or not a loss, in, like uh, you know, what I'm saying he he doesn't lose anything. He doesn't he loses, but he doesn't really lose anything, you know. Um, but I guess I already gave my prediction. But I uh, so what's happened is they they've extended the feud between Daniel Bryan and the Miz. You know, it's an eight year long. Uh, feud that these guys have had that boiled, you know, boiled over during um, during Daniel Bryant's sabbatical, so to speak, and, and The Miz losing his shit because Daniel called him a coward wrestler, and they've had a match. They've had one match so far uh, at uh, SummerSlam where The Miz wins. Um, he popped them in the face with something, and he was able to roll them up and, and get the victory. So, if we're gonna do best of three, maybe even best of five, because I mean, who's to say they don't go five matches and extend this all the way to WrestleMania, which is gonna be least likely, but they they're gonna extend this as far as they can. Um, but if we were gonna do best of three, you know, Miz wins. Uh, at SummerSlam This is kind of a buffer so maybe there's gonna be two more matches or even three more matches because this is a bit of a buffer of a match where They got the women involved and it looked I mean and, and from my prediction They're gonna give Daniel Bryan the win. So it's sort of pseudo um, It's a pseudo victory, but nonetheless still a victory uh, for Daniel Bryant, which would make them two, I mean, one and one. Um, moving forward, I don't know if this next pay-per-view or what have you will be the rubber match. I kind of doubt that. I think they'll probably extend this uh, a little bit further down the road um, because it's just, I think, the both, both Miz and Daniel Bryant I don't think this feud could ever get old. The only thing with this feud getting old, say over the next, say, couple of weeks, would be how lame they make the writing, you know? And I guess that's that's to no surprise, right? Um, but it seems that they're, they have a lot to do with their own booking for this, and that's a good thing. Uh, and by the way, Daniel Bryan did renew his contract. Um, so that changes a lot of things where the short-sighted booking versus long-term booking of whether Daniel Bryant was going to stay or not. So again, my prediction in this mixed match tag is that Daniel Bryant and Brie Bella wins, and it's one-to-one between the two foes. All right, we have, this is what they have on the thing, AJ Styles, who is the WWE champion versus Samoa Joe, and this is for the... um, WWE Championship. Okay, the first match they had for this belt was at SummerSlam, which resulted in a DQ where AJ Styles grabs a chair and takes it to Samoa Joe's back, resorting in a DQ. A win for Samoa Joe, but not an exchange of the belt. Now, it doesn't seem like the belt, the championship, the grandest Title in the in the WWE universe is really the centerpiece of this feud. The feud isn't I'm better than you. I'm taking this title. The feud between Samoa Joe and AJ Styles that span to you know from TNA is the fact that they're homies. They're homies, uh, and for some reason Samoa Joe is just obsessed with um, getting after. AJ Styles family. Uh, The reason why the last match ended in a DQ and him taking a chair to Samoa Joe's fucking dome piece is the fact that he made a comment towards the Styles family, Wendy and baby Styles, that he was going to be the new daddy. And he's still on top of this. Talking about cookouts, talking about tucking the daughter in and this, that, and the other. Like, he's he's big, bad wolf Samoa Joe coming to huff and puff and blow down the house that AJ Styles built with his family inside, right? And um, it's, I don't know. I kind of tune out. Like, this, say, this go-home show and listening to AJ Styles talk and then listening to Samoa Joe talk and him giving that sort of uh, fairy tale... Um, I mean, both were well done, but I tuned out of both because I, I, I am I am of the right mind that I would much rather just see those guys just go at it and give a good match. I think they could have did something where it's just like talk about their history and go into how much this match means to them. But that's just for me. That's just, you know, you know, fantasy booking or whatever. And, I, you know, whatever. Hopefully, we we'll still get a really good match. But the one thing that I hope comes out of this, and especially from AJ Styles' side, and if he's a little more vicious and he's a little more vindictive to the idea that he wants to really, really take it to uh, take it to Samoa Joe and 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 um, preserve this the Styles name um, to keep the respect alive in the Styles name and and defending his household is that. He can't start a match next time with a test of strength. He seems a little more pissed off this time around. I think he's a little more, um, you know, he, he, he's a little more bothered by the situation. So maybe he goes in and he tries to tear Samoa Joe's head off. Actually doesn't even give him an entrance, right? Um, just goes straight at Samoa Joe if he's, you know, trying to go, do his interests and what have you. Um, that, yeah, like, show a little more fire, I hope. And honestly, this should have been a Hell in a Cell match because it's a man and his family. He's trying to defend his family. This guy is going after Dude's family, you know, in a Hell in a Cell. It's like, all right, but it just goes to show that maybe even after this match, they're not gonna be done. So, is it gonna be a best of three? This is how, this is how we have to think nowadays. Um, I don't think Samoa Joe, if anything, I think Samoa Joe gets gets DQ'd. Um, AJ Styles wins and makes and makes the uh, belt, I mean, makes the rivalry 50-50, both ending in disqualifications, because like I said in the beginning of this segment, is that the focus isn't centered around the belt and that I'm better than you, I'm taking the belt. The focus is centered around me, you know, Samoa Joe tormenting AJ Styles' family and getting into AJ Styles' head. So maybe it can result into him breaking him down and taking the belt and showing that it ain't about being physically strong to be champion, but to be mentally strong to be champion. Maybe that's the storyline they want to go. Right. But and, and Samoa Joe um, calls it to DQ again fur- furthers this storyline um, and make it one to one makes it to where maybe the last this last you know one will result in some sort of cage match or some sort of weapons match or some sort of some sort of a last man standing or, or what have you. Uh, I would almost suggest I almost think that it would be a street fight um uh the next uh match between the two of them just a straight up street fight uh, best man wins no dqs um, and obviously the the object would be to really break down the opponent um, to really put him down and then you know cerebral as well and and and, and gaining the championship so I have AJ Styles winning via DQ, um, and this going to a third match for whatever, whatever um, pay-per-view is next. Um, this is a pre-show match, it's the New Day, um, and we don't know which one it is, uh, noting that it was Kofi and Xavier that won the championships. Okay. So they won the championship. So maybe they put Big E, Xavier. Maybe it's Big E and then and, and Kofi. Or maybe the returning or the defending, actual defending champs in Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. But they're going up against um, Rusev Day, as in uh, Rusev and Aiden English, who in fact won a tag team tournament to get to the belt. Now, I think the story is more about um, is more about. I guess we got two different stories going on here, and we haven't. From my last prediction show, talking about the new day and maybe possibly Biggie sort of breaking free or feeling some sort of way and turning on the guys. I've completely thrown that out of the window, and maybe when I do that, they're like change their mind and 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 actually put pit uh, the new day against. Big E, which I still think is kind of nonsense. They can still be homies. I just feel like they need to push Big E as a singles guy. Um, but I guess it's a tale of two cities where supposedly at some point maybe some dissension will happen in the new day, but that's not even like a really big deal, okay? The story is with Rusev, it ain't in English. And what's been happening over the past couple of weeks is that there's been a little turmoil, tur- turmoil in the Rusev day camp. And um, Aiden English has been doing nothing but trying to prove his worth to those guys. He's been trying to prove that he's someone who who is uh, loyal, someone who's trustworthy and will do any and everything to win the trust of both Rusev and Lana. So, and they've, piece by piece, have won one and, and, and eight in English has been kind of a sacrificial lamb in each of the matches to get to this final. Now, take this past SmackDown, he took a broke kick. He actually pushed Rusev out of the way to, to get his face mushed in by a, a broke kick, which resulted in. Um, The tables being turned and Rusev getting the Machka kick uh, to win the uh, to win the tournament, and I still think there's I don't think that Rusev is going to be in any kind of big picture match, any kind of big push towards say winning a championship or going against a top guy. I think his opportunity um, was with AJ Styles and he's literally gone to the back of the line. Now, how far to the back of the line is uh, is, is whether, what direction they go after this, because I see the New Day retaining. Um, Rusev and Aiden English will not be tag team champions. I'm sorry, they're not. And I see more of a feud between the two of them, giving both of them something to do given Aiden English something to do and giving Rusev something to do as um the new day challenge another tag team um in the pre-show again but and this is a pre-show match and uh from my last prediction say for SummerSlam I when you say the back of the line Rusev having a feud against Aiden English is as far to the back of the line you can go in terms of mid-card status. Um, I don't see a lot happening with Aiden English moving forward. I don't see him being ever, ever, ever even main event material. This may be his last hurrah. Uh, If they do turn him on Rusev Day, who's to say that this is it. I just don't see Vince or anybody going, yeah, let's use this guy and he'll be the next opponent for Roman Reigns. He'll be the next opponent for AJ Styles. He'll be the next opponent for Randy Orton. He'll be the next opponent for Shinsuke Nakamura. He'll be the next opponent for Daniel Bryan. None of those, none of those sentiments will be coming out. So, and then with Rusev, who actually actually still has an upside, he's still on the good graces of the WWE Universe, um, that he could probably get propelled maybe to a, a more upper-middle um, mid-card feud, say against a, Shins- not even a Shinsuke Nakamura, but say um, a Randy Orton maybe, you know? Who's to say? I mean, if Aiden English turns then he's, like, he's gonna be the babyface. And um, it makes sense that Randy Orton would go after Rusev Day, you know, because he's this new up-and-coming guy that people love. Um, why the hell not? But uh, I see the New Day retaining. I don't see them breaking up. I don't see any kind of bullshit finish. I just see Aiden losing. Or I see um, Rusev taking the fall and I see Aiden getting frustrated because of all the sacrifices and all the things that he's done to get them there and in fact Rusev Day let them down. So let him down so. And that's the pre-show all right. We're going to go to Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre who are the tag team champions. Or versus Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Now, what's been happening as of late, say, on the Dolph and Drew side of the, the spectrum, is that they won the tag team championships. They finally pulled a plug on the B-team experience. Ex, experiment, experience. Um, and by the way, the B-team relies too much on that goddamn B-team, B-team, go, go, go. It's it's It's... Oh, no, you want you want the crowd to turn on them on some Jar Jar Binks type shit. Like keep that up and just see how go, go, go they're going to be when it's like, go, go, go get the fuck off our television screen. Um, So they went off the B team and, you know, they've been giving these guys. It's like if I was to speak because everyone's talking about Drew McIntyre and that's not to be, you know, discounted. He he came back. He's in a situation that's really good. He's at the top of the food chain. He's look like he looks like a million bucks, so on and so forth. But like we've been clamoring for Dolph Ziggler's tre- for better treatment of dogs Dolph Ziggler for a while now, and I didn't know where it was gonna go because I thought he was just gonna always be the gatekeeper. He's always gonna be the guy that takes on whatever newcomer gets called up or someone who gets a push and there's Dolph Ziggler, you know, greeting him at the door, you know, giving a pretty decent performance of a match with these people, but nothing remem- nothing memorable. Um, and him just sort of, that's his job, you know, to meet people at the door. Uh, he went from that to kind of giving like this, this sort of tired gimmick that we've seen before. I guess they gave it to Randy Orton. Oh, all your people did you, 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 I've been busting my ass, and you know, these guys have a gimmick, and blah, blah, blah. Um, he's riding high. He was the Intercontinental Championship, the sole, basically, champion on Raw. Um, these super memorable matches with Seth Rollins, and he's He's, he's top of the food chain now like I, not top of the food chain but it, the closest to the top of the food chain you can get. And I can honestly say I'm really happy for the guy. He's finally at he's finally at a place where I think he he's finally gaining the respect from from management. like that's I, I can I can't shit on that. I, I don't have to not like the guy, but I know the guy's work as I've seen the guy's catalog and he's worthy of the spot that he's in right now and I I, I can't be mad at it. We've been waiting for years for him to be somewhat a, a legitimate presence in the WWE and here it is on a fucking silver platter and I can't get mad at that. I hope nothing more but the best. The only thing that as I hope that there's more growth in him as, as a person, you know, as a, you know, as a, as a, as a, as an entity in the the thing, because we've been seeing the same Dolph Ziggler since Z true Hollywood stories. It's the same guy cutting the same promos. Um, But it's been a little bit of variation and I hope that at some point he breaks away and becomes reborn into something else. All right, I hope that makes sense. But they are facing, um, I guess they're defending against Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose who they've pretty much absolved the Dolph Ziggler, Seth Rollins feud in with this tag team we still haven't heard anything from the returning Ambrose. We haven't heard shit from him. I mean, I don't know if he's, he's said something, but since his return, it's just been, look, I'm back, I have a new look and some new moves and not much backstory to why he changed these things up and his attitude towards being back in the in, in the WWE and and yeah, like, what is his purpose now? Does he want to be champion? Does he want to get back with the Shield? Does he want to carve his name into history somehow, like he did with the Intercontinental Championship? He wanted to put his name on the wall of champions. Like, what is his purpose? We don't know yet. We just know he's back and he's different so and everyone's just waiting for a heel turn or like a turn on Seth Rollins which it's they can't do that they can't do that that's from here on out and this is what i talked about even in the last time i talked to you guys is the fact that no let just completely ruled out the fact that any kind of heel turn or any kind of turning on another guy in that in that faction of of the shield is going to happen they need the shield together to get over Roman Reigns. That simple. That simple. And maybe they'll drag this out for a couple of more months until maybe WrestleMania, where you get a triple threat between the two. But as of now, as of now, we have till April, right? Or even February. Do not expect any kind of drastic change in the heel thing uh, the the shield fucking universe that anybody's turning on anybody not gonna happen okay guys not gonna happen I see and again depending on how far they want to extend this sort of spin-off of this Seth Rollins Dolph Ziggler um, Dolph Ziggler uh, feud I really see no unless they want to really give The shield all the gold like all the gold I see I don't see why this feud should last any this tag team feud should last anything more than this I See and I think and I hope that Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre retains and have them fighting over who is more legitimate? Who is the leader of of the group? You know, and the fact that maybe Drew sees Dolph as a means to climb the ladder, you know, climb over. He used Dolph as a means to get back to the top. I've been using you this whole time, right? Which is kind of weird because Drew Mackin, If you look at Drew, you look at Dolph. I mean, if anything, Dolph is riding Drew's coattail. But Drew's been gone for a while. Dolph's been super kicking people. You know, and he's the de facto leader between the two. So, and I think that's more of a storyline than I see a continued storyline of uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose still trying to get the belts from Dolph and, and Drew. I mean, just alone, those guys really don't even need belts. But the only reason I see, I, I would even suggest that they would give the belts to the shield to give the guy to make it like old times where they all were wearing gold. Um, but there's no need for that. There is really no need for that because who would you put? As the next contender, she would uh, give a rematch to a makeshift tag team that they got the belt on a change in storyline, a change in direction. No, I just uh, I just don't see it happening. Uh, I see Dolphin Drew keeping the belts and losing it to a babyface team. I don't know. I, I don't know where they would lose it to, but I, I, I definitely see AOP in the picture, um, but I don't, but yeah, whatever, whoever. Pay no mind to that last three minutes of what the fuck I just said. <laughs> just look more towards a Ziggler-McIntyre feud after this, all right? And Dolph Andrew retains, and um, Seth and Dean direct their attention on, I guess, the the entire heel roster um, versus the Shield. Um, Okay, so we got Charlotte Flair, who is the SmackDown Women's Champion, versus Becky Lynch. And this is one of the bigger. Stories. The fact that um, the fact that they've they're working so hard to make Charlotte Flair a face, and they're trying to build this storyline to where she's meeting up with Ronda Rousey. So in order to do that, they got to make her the biggest, baddest top star in the land, and they got to make her obviously a baby face as well. So they have, in fact, thrusted Charlotte Flair into the championship picture by putting her in a triple threat, having her win the belt, and then turning Becky Lynch heel. (laughs) Um, Which, you know, it's it's got its share of uh, criticisms because I don't have to repeat these things. We already know. Becky Lynch was a homegrown babyface. People loved her. And for her to, in fact, just all of a sudden turn heel after all of this like good grace from the fans, they just decided to just go, well, how about we just make her a heel and make Charlotte Flair the baby face and have her do get more and more dastardly as we reach uh, the match when they finally meet at Hell in a Cell. Um, My opinion is I remember Becky Lynch being a heel On NXT Now regardless of how I feel About her as a babyface now And the direction that WWE is going in I've kind of thrown up my hands and been like look This ain't the WWE Of 20 years ago Where they followed the heat Where they followed the cheers It's just not For some reason they've taken it upon themselves To create their own narrative, their own way with their own players. I can't sit back and go, oh, they better, it's such a shame that they did this and they did that. It's like, well, I'm not eating what I'm fed, but I'm just not complaining about what I'm being fed. And not necessarily that I'm being fed. I'm just, hey, I'm a wrestling fan. I watch the WWE. I do these little podcasts every once in a while. and. Um, I I I watched the show, and it, it, it they are doing things their way now. So Becky Lynch can be as over as she wants. If the WWE decides that they want to just turn her heel, if the WWE decides they want to just do whatever the fuck they want to do with her, then that's what they're going to do now. Nowadays, even with Braun Strowman. This is just the direction they're going in. Even though both both superstars are extremely over. They're more over. Actually, those two, both male and female, are probably the most over acts in the WWE. And you take the two figures that they're trying to make they want, they they would they would. They would give their unborn children to have that kind of fanfare for Roman Reigns, that that uh, Braun Strowman has, that Becky Lynch has. That they would give that to Charlotte. They would totally give that to Charlotte. That's why they're doing what they're doing, because there has to be only one on each side, at least for men and women. There have to be. It has to be the ones that they want. Not what the people want. This this doesn't it doesn't work that way anymore. Where just because the fan cheers and 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 people, I mean, we got the the last time that went to effect and they paid attention was was Daniel Bryan, and that's only because Punk left the company. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking at this match and I'm going. They, what they've failed to do with Charlotte, and if they want to try to get her over as much as possible, is have her chase the belt. Like, they missed out on the chase. They really want her over. They really want her to feel that she's reached the absolute bottom and to get sympathy and for people to cheer on. Then she loses the belt to Becky Lynch. They change They change belts, they change championships for this match. They give Becky Lynch the win and then then Charlotte can imply her fucking rematch clause, win by DQ and then face her again later down the road. Like make this three matches, you want three matches out of this, you got three matches and during this time you have Charlotte Flair chasing of the belt so this isn't rocket science and becky lynch even though she's to given the title it's not going to be as much of a push i mean if she's going to be the number one heel on the roster right this is as much of a push giving her the belt and seeing what she can do with it as much as giving her to giving her the opportunity to play foil to Charlotte Flair, who's chasing the belt in a noble way. So, my prediction is Becky Lynch wins, right? And Charlotte chases. Alright, we have Ronda Rousey versus um, Alexa Bliss. And the angle with this is that they have to make it seem balanced, right? They gotta make it seem extremely balanced because Ronda Rousey beat the living shit out of Alexa Bliss to win the championship at SummerSlam. Just, she had no chance. But what they've been doing as of late is showing that Alexa Bliss is a little more cerebral. She has more of, uh, she's more conniving and more, you know, strategy savvy, period, mentally, than the brute that is, you know, Dumb shit, babyface, Ronda Rousey, and um, she's thrown both Mickey James and Alicia Fox in her way uh, to soften her up. To the point where now they're playing the role of Becky Lynch has not Becky Lynch, but Alexa Bliss having somewhat of a fighting chance because um, Ronda Rousey has bruised ribs, or what have you. That's what. Alexa Bliss has been going after the entire time, these ribs, these ribs, every time she fought Monday, she went after the ribs again, right? Um, And uh, even at the end, after they beat Alexa Bliss, and I think it was uh, Mickey James, after they beat them, and they're celebrating in the middle of the ring, Alexa Bliss just kind of walks right up like it ain't nothing. It just kicks her right in the fucking ribs, just goes, hey, look, oh, you won? Bam, right to the ribs, and she went after her ribs. Uh, like in one more thing. And um, so that's the story they're trying to tell. Now, obviously, any smart person out there would be like, even with broken ribs, uh, even with no ribs at all. Mick, how about in a cast, a half cast, you know, just the whole left side of of uh, Ronda Rousey is all bandaged up. Let's just say she's the she's fucking an amputee, she loses her leg and she loses her arm, all on the right side, she still will beat the living shit out of Alexa Bliss. There's no way around that, people, okay? So, as much as they're trying to make it seem like Alexa Bliss has a fighting chance, there is no fighting chance. And what's gonna suck is seeing Ronda Rousey um, sell to Alexa Bliss and this notion that her ribs are a liability now going into this match. Um, I hope this match lasts no longer than five minutes, as long as it needs to be, Um, just to prove a point um, that, and if you you wanna get Alexa some offense, don't give her a lot of offense. Don't give her eight to 10 minutes worth of offense let her get three minutes of offense, and let then let the superior fighter pull it off. You know, if they really want to, you know, throw some fanfare, have Mickey James come out and try to interfere, have Alicia Fox come in and try to interfere, and she takes them out, you know, all by herself, and then she puts the finishing touches on Alexa Bliss. Um, but this doesn't need to go long. We've seen this already. We need to move forward. Um, you know this this filler, um, these these filler matches for Ronda till she gets to Charlotte Flair, I think are gonna wear really thin. Um, they're gonna have to well, unless they throw some formidable people at her, like a uh, like a Bailey who's nowhere to be found, or Sasha Banks who is especially nowhere to be fucking found. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, yeah, I got Ronda Rousey winning this whatever. All right. And for the main event, we have Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. Roman Reigns, the champion, the universal champion and a Hell in a Cell match. Wait a minute. I skipped something. I skipped. Wait, um, I apologize. I apologize. I skipped. Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton, and I'll make this quick. And I think I... Did I? Yeah. So, Randy Orton (laughs) versus Jeff Hardy in a Hell in a Cell. Um, Randy Orton has this thing where he's just, I'm gonna go after the guys you look up to. He picked Jeff Hardy. Meanwhile, Shinsuke Nakamura has been sent to catering. Um, Jeff Hardy... The noble baby face that he is, the weirdo we all love, the enigma has been putting up some good fights. Um, he's definitely been showing the wear and tear on his body. Um, it seems that man, you know, he's every match looks like it's going to be his last match. Um, Randy Ornett, on on the other hand, you know, he's back to being a heel. He's being a back back to being a jerk, and he's chosen Jeff Hardy as his as his prey to you know, basically put the rest along with the rest of the people that Randy Orton is on a mission to, to defeat, or, or you know, to destroy, or what have you. Um, and uh, To make a long story short, short Jeff Hardy, I think he won it, one of the matches he's never been in, I guess, so, singles match is a Hell in a Cell match. So I think he lobbied, 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 right? Because if I was to choose, if there was going to be a second match in the cell, it would have been Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles. And maybe that's what they had planned. But I think Hardy lobbied enough the way he can get I think he wanted it against The Undertaker. But they were like, how about we just give you um, Hell in a Cell, at Hell in a Cell against Randy Orton? And um he doesn't have any memorable Hell in a Cell spots. And I think that's what this is. And if I was to if I was to say who wins, obviously Randy Orton wins, but not without a memorable Hell in a Cell suicide themed moment from Jeff Hardy. And that, and who's to say how much longer he's gonna wrestle after that? He's gonna wrestle for, for longer, but um this is something that's gonna have to play out in the story, the story of Jeff Hardy. Um him going out in a fucking blaze of fire and this being one of those things, this telling the cell, you know, check mark, fucking uh, bucket list, uh, and um that moment is gonna steal all of the show. I'll just put it out there. I, I do predict that um, whatever the fuck Jeff Hardy does in that cell, how he does it, is going to dictate the bar, how, bar the, how far the bar is going to be raised in terms of who's going to follow up um, what he does. He has it in his system, and he's going to jump from some fucking where he's going to miss, and Orton's going to pick the bones and win the match and then to the main event roman reigns versus braun Strowman. um i don't really have much to say um they turned braun heel when they i guess they should have kept him babyface because he's so over but again with brock lesnar out of the picture you need someone needs to be the big bad unstoppable asshole to roman reigns and the only problem is that We've watched Rome. We've watched Braun Strowman for a couple years now. Be a big bad dude who could stand on his own. Too. He doesn't need people. He doesn't need anybody to help him do anything. We've seen him. We've seen him come back from a fucking garbage dis- disposal. Right? He was basically killed. He pulled down scaffold. He's like, you know, he's lifted a fucking ambulance he's turned over a truck i mean he's done all these crazy fucking things and now we're led to believe because of one attack from the shield that he needs he needs backup are you serious that's the only thing that really burns my grits: the fact that he needs help for anything and maybe that perpetuates the fact that This formula of a chicken shit heel, you know, it's, it doesn't work for everybody. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't fucking work for everybody. Not everyone who's a heel or wants to be champion or something, you know, the fall in some fucking supposed babyface champion is that they have to be a chicken shit. Braun Strowman is far from a chicken shit. He's far from a chicken. He's far from shit. He's far from chicken shit. And for and the, the gall, you know, of the WWE to actually do that, I just go like, well, what do you, who, do you, who do you think we are? Like, what kind of fool do you see us as? To us to believe that a guy who fucking lifted an ambulance, flipped over a 16 fucking wheeler right, needs help from anybody. He aligns with Dolph. He aligns with fucking uh, Drew. And we're supposed to be like, yeah, he needs all the help because he got attacked one time from the Shield that he's desperate for fucking help. And not only does he get help from those two, he gets help from the entire WWE heel roster. You even got some motherfucking 205 guys in there. Drew Gulak and shit. And they're stomping away. Just a stomp, stomping away. There's another one in there too. But like, goddamn. You're going to fucking clear out the entire heel roster. To balance out the power between you and the shield? That's what fucking blows my mind on this. That's what blows my mind. Now, something they haven't spoke on spoke on yet is that I think Roman Reigns does not have a victory over Braun Strowman. He does not have one at all. Every time he's gone up against Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman has defeated him. I think I think that's true. I think maybe one time Braun Strowman lost in a cage match. But for the most part, let's just say these motherfuckers have fought five times. Roman Reigns has one victory out of those five times, right? And the fact that even Ron Strowman hasn't even brought up the fact that he's defeated him before blows my mind. Oh, yeah, you know, I beat you several times, bro. Nope. That sentiment is nowhere to be found. You know what else is not not to be found? The reason to even continue this feud. We've seen it before. We're seeing it again, and how many, how much, how much legs can you get out of Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns? If I was to make a prediction, the Roman Reigns—he just won the championship. We've seen him chase, unlike Charlotte, right? We've seen for the past three years Roman Reigns chase that motherfucking Universal Champ or a belt, whether it's the WWE belt or the Universal Championship. We've seen him chase. Chase. That should be his new goddamn name, Chase Reigns. You know what I'm saying? So there's no way in hell you can put that same scenario where you feel that Roman Reigns has to chase after the belt. He has to chase after Braun Strowman, right? So Braun Strowman cashes in his Money in the Bank for this match, right? We've all seen the success of the Money in the Bank as of late. It don't mean shit anymore. I would say in the past five cash-ins, only one person has cashed in and won. And that was a female. I'm trying to think of the last guy who cashed in on Money in the Bank and actually pulled it off. They used to spit out that fucking ratio all the time. You have this uh, these odds of being the Money in the Bank champion and and, and winning the championship. They don't talk about that shit no more. They don't talk about those odds no more. They never talk about the odds of the Royal Rumble and whoever wins the Royal Rumble winning the championship. They don't talk about that no more. It's not your father's fucking wrestling anymore. It's not your father's WWE anymore. These guys are supposedly writing this script. They're supposedly telling you this story. They're telling it their own way. They're not telling it through the eyes of the fans or who they get behind. They're telling it through who they think should be in certain situations, who they think should have certain pushes, who they think should be in certain storylines and having certain adversaries. Right? When well, we see two people get in the ring and they're face to face and you hear this rumbling in the crowd like, ooh, that looks real nice. How many times have the WWE resorted to that? How many times have WWE said, "You know what, guys? We heard your reaction, and here's here's the feud you've been wanting. We've been listening to your fucking cries, and we like this guy too. We're gonna give him the, we're gonna keep him babyface, and we're gonna fucking ride him to the moon. Oh, we see the fucking support for this person, hey." That's fucking money in the bank right there. No pun intended. That's cash. That's cash in hand right now. Let's ride this motherfucker till, it, till, till, till we can't no more. You know? That's not the narrative anymore. And the fact that Braun Strowman is going to be just bait. I mean, not bait. I'm chum. For not only Roman Reigns, but for The Shield, it's just ridiculous. I'm not someone to like, oh, man, like. They changed Roman Reigns. They changed Braun Strowman. How dare they do that? Like, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about... Because he could be a heel all day. Just as long as he's not chum. Just as long as he's not, like, just just fucking something for Roman Reigns to just fucking fucking go over on and just thrown to the wind. Because we've seen this before. We watched the show. We've seen... Fucking Kane And him being the destructive force. Thrown in the comedy skits. And they did the comedy stuff with Ron. But they held off. uh, Kozlov. We've seen Kozlov. We've seen the great Khalid. We've seen these big bad dudes. Who came into. Rusev. We've seen these big bad unstoppable dudes. Tossed. Into like these really horrible comedy roles. And who's to say after this that that's not gonna be the case for Braun Strowman? Now I'm hopeful because, and again, I'm not the biggest Braun Strowman fan, but he's probably the the most naturally over guy we've seen in such a very long time during this entire like Roman Reigns experiment, right? And regardless of him getting cheered, What people he what Vince hears is they're cheering him in spite of Roman Reigns. They don't really like this guy. (laughs) God damn it! They don't really like this guy. They're just cheering him in spite of Roman Reigns, and we're gonna get Roman Reigns over, damn it, whether you like it or not. You know that's that's what he sees. That's what he hears, and that's what what he wants to do. Now, as fans of wrestling, fans fans of WWE. You know, we just want what's best for the wrestlers in the end. You know, if we don't like a guy, fuck them. If we love a guy, we fucking suck his dick. Right? That's what happens. But generally, we really want the best for a lot of the guys that we see a lot of potential in. And what I see in this match, I I don't see a screwy finish. Because, all right, Mick Foley is... This special guest referee, on top of the fact that like they got two other things they're trying to promote, so everything's kind of screwy, right? You're thinking Mick Foley's gonna be in the the cage mat, the, the cage match or whatever the fuck. Oh no, you're thinking Mick foley's showing up to be somewhat of a in, intertwined in the hell not a cell but uh, Undertaker versus uh triple h you know but like he shows up monday to talk about his hell in a cell match from 20 years ago and you know he's in the ring with the goddamn uh with uh, elias elias samson and it's like yeah you know what i did in the cell but yes i'm going to be the special guest referee and it's like well why do we need you as a special guest referee there's been no build up to why or why the fuck we need you in order to take some fucking bump. And least likely we need Mick Foley to take any kind of bump. Thank you very much. Um, so I don't even know what his involvement is. If he is some sort of red herring, some sort of foil. But it's unnecessary. Reigns just got this belt. He needs formidable heels to go up against, and because WWE dropped the ball on developing big, bad heels, they've, they've sacrificed their big, bad baby faces. Do I want Braun Strowman to win? No. I don't want him to win, and I don't have him winning. I have him losing. But I don't want him. After this match, to kind of be thrown and just thrown to the back, just just tossed, you know, made it to a joke. And the WWE just those guys just can't help themselves to fucking all all for Roman Reigns. It's what it is. Um, I don't even know who goes from that. I don't even I don't even know where anyone goes after this. I don't know where Roman Reigns goes. I don't know where Stroman goes. It's one of those matches like I I could I could even care less about this fucking match cuz I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. Like what there's nothing to be accomplished in this match whatsoever other than the fact you get the biggest baddest dude versus the big dog. And somewhat a throwaway pay-per-view. that doesn't necessarily, it's exclusive to just the two of them. The feud is the three-on-three. The feud is in fact Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre versus The Shield, right? And I see them extending that more than they will have the fucking, the, 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 the tag teams, right? Or even this Universal Championship. I see them going, taking their asses to the fucking Survivor series. I see them extending this to the Survivor series somehow. And I, I could give a fuck, because I would much rather see Drew McIntyre rise the ranks. I would much rather hear more of the story of of, of, of uh, Seth Rollins and his rise as the babyface that everyone loves, or get the Dean Ambrose story and why he's returning, and, and him and getting back into the title picture. We 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 don't know. It's so many open. It's so many open holes. There's so many holes in all of these stories. And the thing that they want us to focus on is whether or not Roman Reigns is cheered by the crowd or not. Ain't that crazy? That's crazy crazy stuff um and that's my prediction show i'm sorry to run for an hour but I, you know i like to talk a little bit i like to give a little bit of inside uh, story and then give my opinion so yeah like thank you so much for listening watching um if you're interested you can follow me on instagram ellen japanese that's one word l-i-n-j-a-p-a-n-e-s-e i'm also on twitter under the same moniker ellen japanese um you can give a thumbs up um You can leave a comment below. Give your predictions. Uh, If you're listening, what are your predictions? Leave them in the comments below. If you're watching, what are your predictions? Who do you think? If I, you know, tell me what you thought of, what I think of who wins or loses and why. Um, Feel free to start a discussion, folks. Uh, Until then, stay safe out there. Apparently, there's about to be a tornado. Florence heading my way. I'm in Greensboro, and it's not the the sun's out, and it's just nice wind blowing outside. And uh, but if you are in at the coast, be careful out there, guys. If you didn't evacuate, I just wish nothing but the best for you guys, and um, stay safe. Watch out for the foreign objects. I'll see you next time.